So my boss asked me, what's the name of the podcast? And it's like, nope. I'm going to tell you, but you're not going to listen. You're not allowed. Forbidden. Banned. Yeah. Think like she doesn't. She doesn't like Panic at the Disco and she doesn't listen to podcasts. So I think we're safe. I thought you were going to say she doesn't like Panic at the Disco and she doesn't like me. So she's (laughs) (laughs) Which. Which I think is more believable than somebody not listening to podcasts in this day and age. I know. Not liking, liking you. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't go out of my way to make people like me. You're maybe, you're, you're so unusual. Just high class asshole. <laughs> not that I'm for, high class, you know, but my for, assholery is high class. Yeah. You know, a high-class asshole for senators and politicians. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome! To Adam and Sam at the disco. Come on in. Um, fuck it. Don't forget to close the goddamn door. I was gonna, I was gonna do something elaborate, and then I just, you know, my sometimes, uh, sometimes the the flesh is willing, but the mind is weak. So that is that is currently me. Look, when I listened to the last episode, I'm surprised that I got that out. Sure. I mean, I'm surprised that I'm surprised that you managed to function regularly on a day to day basis, just as it is. So, whenever you do something out of character on the podcast, it's kind of impressive. So, when I act a little out of pocket, <laughs> are you getting into the Are you getting into the Gen Z slang? Uh, yeah, that's. I don't is, know if I can let them claim think, that. No, I don't think <laughs> out, out of pocket is not Gen Z. Out of pocket is us for sure, and that's and that's no cap. God damn it. Um, mm-hmm. um, so obviously you know us. I'm I'm Sam. I'm Adam. <laughs> we completely forgot to do that part. Um, <laughs> you know us. Uh, we are a podcast that talks about the very recently, finally uh, retired Panic of the Disco. Um, we are a retro uh, music podcast. We are a retro. God, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate that. Um uh, so we are a podcast that talks about Panic at the Disco and other various things. Um, I, I wanted to, before we get into what we're talking, because we're on to the songs. We're in Pretty Odd. We did our overview episode last week, um, and we're we're in the thick of it. This is the first, uh, into the thick of it? Um, the first, uh, this is the first uh, song episode we're doing, a little deep dive into some songs. Um, but before we get into that, there's something that we did not talk about on the overview episode that I want to, that I want to bring up right at the top. Um, because, and Adam, I don't know if you realize this, but, um, this year, 2023 is the 15th anniversary of pretty odd. Yeah. March 20, March 21st, 2008, it came out. So March 21st, 2023 will be 15 years. Um, March 21st, 2023, 
Um, we will still be covering Pretty Odd. March 21st, 2023 also happens to be a, a Tuesday. So we will have an episode that day. So that's Im- pretty neat. Imagine if Brendan Yeri waited just two more months and canceled the band on March 21st. <laughs> 15 years after his most despised album. Oh, man. <laughs> Just let the heartbreak of the album sink in even further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that, that, that I wanted to bring that up because we just completely glossed over that last episode. So right at the top of this one, let's, let's celebrate that this is the 15th anniversary of Pretty Odd, um, which is fucking wild. I was 16 years old when Pretty Odd came out. That's insane. Um, right? Is that, is that math, mathin? Yeah, I'd have been 17. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. Um, Anyway, so we are here. We're talking about Pretty Odd. Um, And we decided to, so this is kind of a a, a combo episode. Not kind of, it is a combo episode because we will not be able to drag an episode out of one of these songs. Um, So we are talking about two songs from Pretty Odd. We're talking about the title, or not the title track, the lead track from Pretty Odd, We're So Starving, and the second track and the lead single for the album, Nine in the Afternoon. And you know that you feel it too Cause it's nine in the afternoon And your eyes are the size of the moon You could cause you can so you do We're feeling so good just the way that we do When it's nine in the afternoon Sometimes so, it pains me that Nine in the Afternoon is the lead single. Not that it's a bad song. There's just sure. better songs. <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of better songs. Well, I mean, I guess, so let's have, let's have this discussion right up top. Why the fuck not? You know, it's our podcast. We can do what the fuck we want. Nope, what? the people demand us not to. I don't give a shit about the people. We don't care about the people <laughs> on this podcast. Um, although that does remind me, we do, we will, we will care about the people briefly at the end of the podcast. So hang in there. If you, if you left comments, hang in there, we'll talk about them. Um, uh, so I'm thinking about all of the songs on pretty odd. I agree. I think nine in the afternoon is a good song. That is not the best signal sing signal, the best single they could have led with. I would have led with that green gentleman. Yes. Things have changed for me, and that's okay. We'll talk about that song in a couple weeks. But yeah, that, w- that would have been a good one. I mean, that would have been a good one for just the absolute shift in tone of this band. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know what I love about that song, too, is that obviously there is not a, a song in this album called Pretty Odd, but the, the first line in The Green Gentleman is, things are shaping up to be pretty odd. And it's another one of those ones that kind of tells you what's going on. It's the fifth track on the album, which has always very been very strange to me. Um, but whatever. Um, Nine in the Afternoon did wind up being the lead single. But before we get into Nine in the Afternoon, let's talk about what is actually the first track on the album. Um, We're So Starving. And before we talk about that, we got to do another thing. See Panic of the Disco live. Get tickets as low as $70. Not anymore, suckers. Nope. Well, unless you're in Europe, I guess. I guess you're in Europe. Yeah. I wonder what Genius is going to do once the European tour is over. 
Are they just gonna lie to us for the rest? Yeah, of Yeah, they'll just the spike time? it up to like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, Pay for yeah, Brendan so- Urie's diapers. <laughs> I should probably buy say his baby's diapers. Yeah. Buy a case of Infamil for Brendan Urie for his low ass. <laughs> um, we'll pivot to egg prices, I bet, because Jesus yeah, Christ. Egg prices. Jesus. Buy a case of eggs for Brendan Urie for his low ass. $7,000. Yeah. Um, golden fucking chickens. Golden goose, golden eggs. Keys that like the golden goose's eggs. I just yeah. had a stroke. It's I okay. think that's how it goes. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, so we're so starving is a weird one, right? Because we're, we're so starving is not quite as, uh, I guess, ephemeral as introduction from Fever is. Right. But it is it is definitely, it's, it, it's longer, but it's still like such a short little thing. I This does a better job at introducing the album, I think, than introduction did. I think so too. Cause it's one of those things. Well, cause again, it's, it is another one of those ones where it's just like, it's very directly um, referring to the audience and talking to the audience. Yeah. Hey, it's been, we're sorry. We've been writing these songs and we're still the same band. So don't worry. And that's literally all it is. That's literally all it is. Like I, you know what, you know what, here's the thing. You know how we put in clips of the, the songs that we're going to be talking about. Just the whole motherfucker. I'm just going to play right now. I'm going to play the whole fucking song. Yeah. Cause that's how, that's how, that's how short we're so starving. It is a minute and 21 seconds. So hang in there. Here you go. Oh, how it's been so long. We're so sorry. And there it was like, wow. it's, it's such a short song, but it's like a little, it's like a little baby, little letter. You, you got a Hallmark card and you wrote in it and now we're sending it to the, to the fans. Somebody's going to be like driving under a, a bridge that takes a, exactly a minute and 21 seconds. Be like, wow, that sounds great. Hmm. It's pure silence. Yeah, <laughs> I do love this. So, pan- so the we have some um, some annotations here. Panic starts their sophomore album with a letter to their fans. They apologize for not releasing any new material since their last studio album. Although they did release two different records in that three year span, including one that was supposed to be their second album, um, uh, which we will talk about uh, here at the end of the 
episode. Um, they also insist that they're still the same group they were when they first became famous, even though their sound certainly has changed from album to album. The song also mimics the Beatles song, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, in a way that the song introduces to the listener uh, and introduces the listener to the album. This is intentional, seeing as how the album as a whole is heavily influenced by Sgt. Pepper. Well, not if you ask certain people. Deny, deny, deny. Yeah. Um, Just insane. <laughs> how do you, how can you recreate this sound and be like, not me? Not me. I didn't do it. Nope. Nah, bro. Put my hands up. I had no idea. Who the, who the, the who's the Beatles? Who? You know who did this? this? This was Brent Wilson. This was Brent Wilson. Just Brent copying Wilson. somebody else's homework. God damn it, Brent Wilson. Um, God damn it, Brendan Wilson. Brendan Wilson. <laughs> God. Um, so, so we'll run through the credits, which I think are going to likely be, the, be about the same as Nine of the Afternoons. We'll do it anyway. Produced by Rob Mathis, written by uh, Spencer Smith, John Walker, Brendan Urie, and Ryan Ross, Panic at the Disco. Background vocals by Ryan Ross, John Walker, and Spencer Smith. Keyboards, Rob Mathis, Ryan Ross, and Brendan Urie. Bass, John Walker. Rhythm guitar, Brendan Urie. Mixing engineer, Peter Cobbin. Drums, Spencer Smith. Lead guitar, Ryan Ross. Lead vocals, Brendan Urie. Recorded at Studio at the Palms and Abbey Road Studios. And here's here's something that I'm going to do right now. Because normally we look at song like interpolations. Oh, yes. Or... Or songs that sample We're So Starving. Oh, or yes. songs that sample whatever song we're doing. I actually listened to Cuddle Up Baby by Brian X. Allen featuring Jasmine Simone and Tink. How is Before it? we recorded. Uh, it's fucking awful. All right. um, and, it, and also at the very beginning, samples. Um, I'm not going to play it because it's really bad. I'm just going to put the link to it if you, if you care. Um, because I don't want that audio in this podcast. Um, but... Uh, for some reason, at the very beginning, it samples um, the clip from the Steve Harvey show where somebody calls in and says that her husband's not getting her a Mother's Day gift because she's not his mother. And nice. it samples that like that like that segment, if you know what I'm talking about, for some reason, like the entire segment. I don't know why. And then it's yeah, it's it's real bad. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, do you want to <laughs> do you want to read these tags down here? The, the genre tags? Yes. Oh, they're very short. That's why they're I very do short. It. Rock, mm-hmm. pop rock, mm-hmm. baroque pop. Oh, you forgot the most important one. Intro. Intro. <laughs> <laughs> a genre, a whole genre it. unto its unto unto itself. I, um, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So that's literally that's we're so starving. You heard the song. There's nothing really to look at or analyze or think about in. We're so starving. It's literally just on its surface what it what it is. Um, yes. But we we did want to talk about it, um, and uh, now we are going to uh, stop talking. Move about on it. to the meat of the episode, which is nine in the afternoon. Nine, nine, nine in the afternoon. Oh. Um, <laughs> so. Nine in the afternoon as a single dropped on January 29th, 2008 um, in the lead up to pretty odd coming out. We talked about like the, um, we talked about the, uh, the kind of the marketing push for nine in the afternoon. Um, uh, Yeah. Talk about, let's talk about this song. Good song. Hmm? Good song. Good song. 
Good song. Good That's song. all I can say. Good song. No, Good so. Song. Good song. I, based off our conversation earlier, if you could really just swap this with that green gentleman, not even for the sake of a single, but for album flow, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, I think, I think I agree. It, it just falls in. So I think for the where the way it falls in like the, the sequence of music, it's very weird. Well, so first things first, it's weird that it's weird that nine in the afternoon is the first signals we talked about. It's also weird that there are two songs before that green gentleman. Yes. Uh, like, like after nine, there are two songs after nine in the afternoon and before that green gentleman. And that seems also very strange to me, but whatever. Um, yeah. So as as we know, as we know, um uh this was the first song that they wrote after they kind of scrapped that entire um album of songs that they wrote um to be released originally. Um and uh it was pers- it was first performed at the Virgin Festival 2007. <laughs> Fucking virgins. Um so we're not going to talk about, I will say, so it was in rock band two, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Did you, it was, did you know? So we talked about like how wild it is that like pop punk bands are doing like hockey related stuff. Nine in the afternoon was on the NHL. Oh, yeah. nine soundtrack. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild. And was released as downloadable content for just dance Two and lips lips. Um, I've never heard of this guitar game called guitar rock tour two. I yeah, I have no idea what that is. Um oh, that is some grungy. Oh, it was a mobile game. Oh, okay, cool. I I do I I wish there were more like legitimate guitar hero style mobile rhythm games on the yes. market. There's not enough. No, it's like um, just dance is the only one that lives in the space of being a music game anymore. Yeah. It's sad. <laughs> I miss the sounds so, of nasty plastic guitars and drums <laughs> clicking and slapping. Um, so the song's title comes from an event during a practice session after playing for a while and not knowing what time it was. Spencer Smith suggested that it was seven in the afternoon. It was later changed to nine in the afternoon to mesh better with the other lyrics. Yeah, that makes sense. It does track to change it to like a shorter yeah. Could you imagine like feeling so good just the way that we do when it's seven in the afternoon? <laughs> it doesn't quite flow quite as well. No. And you can yeah. at least get away with, you know, eyes the size of you really can't get away with anything with seven. Yeah. Yeah. I see heaven up in the moon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Your eyes are the size of bassoons. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's kind of, uh, that's kind of like, again, well, well so, you know, do, let's talk, should we talk about the charts? Uh, yeah, let's do some, let's do some charting, I guess. And Adam, I swear I'm doing the charts. I won't. I see it. I swear I see fucking it. And God, it's if you fucking take this from to me, me again, this podcast is over. I'm uh, telling you. I'm warning you. Uh, the band's already done, so I don't. I, I and then and so too, so too shall we be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, in 2008, 
Um, it charted the Australia Aria charts, peaked at 19. The Belgium Ultra Tip Flanders. Ultra again. Tip. The, well, you talked about the Flanders and the other one um, before. Ultra, yeah. Ultra Tip is new. <laughs> yes. that's. Oh, good. no. It's a... It's a typo in this article. It's ultra top. Oh, that sucks. Which is a, which is which a completely other different thing. I was about to give but, my penis a new name. Well, you can still give your penis a name ultra top if you're a specific kind of person, but that might be a little bit too much insight into wow. your mind if you answer that question. I, I like um, it. Yeah, the Belgium ultra top Flanders peaked at number four. Um, the Canadian Hot 100 peaked at 48. The Ireland's Irma charts at 39. <laughs> Netherlands single top 186, New Zealand's recorded music NZ at 28, Scotland's OCC at 13, um, Switzerland, the Schweizer hit parade. <laughs> Schweizer. It's great. It's great when you actually get to do it and feel it, you know, um, yeah. without your thunder, thunder being installed. You um, power. Uh, the, the Schweizer hit parade uh, peaked at 68, the OCC UK singles at 13, the Billboard Hot 151, the Adult Top 40 Billboard uh, 20, and the U.S. Alternative Airplay Billboard 8. Um, let's talk about those uh, certifications. Yeah. Oh, you want to do that? Yeah. So the Australia Aria went gold mm-hmm. at 35,000 units sold. It feels like not a lot. Well, and then it just says based on certification alone. So I guess... I don't know what would be an uncertified sale. Just people selling it on the streets. Just Limeware. Hawking albums. Yeah, right. Here's your, here's your hit clip of nine in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't quite catch that. Oh, God. Could you please say that again? No, Siri. No, Go please away. stop. Cancel. Why'd you... <laughs> Who I awoke you? Hit, I said hit clip. That is nothing close to what your name is. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Canada, Music Canada, went gold at 40,000 units. Mm. United Kingdom, BPI, silver, 200,000 units. Uh, the good Beautiful. old British penis industry. Yes, good old bitch plug ignoramus. <laughs> okay. United States, RIAA. Fuck the RIAA. I knew I had to let you say it. Two mm-hmm. times platinum at 2 million certified units. That's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of copies of this here track. That's a lot of nine in the afternoons. That's at least that's eighteen lot. million af- in the afternoons. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not standing by anything. Oh my god! And the other thing that I do want to bring up uh, about this song before we get into the lyrics of it all is um, we talked about this last week, but I think it's worth repeating. It was the the episode of Heroes cautionary tales, um, which was a season two episode of Heroes. Um, this song was featured in that episode, which which fucking flipped me the fuck out because I was like, yo, yo. Yo! Hero! Yeah. Do you think they ever played the song Hero by Enrico Iglesias on that show? Uh, It's right there. Probably not. The opportunity is right there. Do you think they played Hero by Nickelback? That that was the other one, but I figured Spider-Man had that one locked down. 
Yeah, Hero by Nico. Yeah, not gonna stand here away. <laughs> I can feel heaven. I did see um, a TikTok today of Nickelback doing an interview that's like we we put out a shirt that said Nickelback uh, um, fan or liar. Nice. Which is true. Everybody, yeah. everybody, everybody loves Nickelback, whether they actively admit it or not. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Creed. I mean, you don't yeah. like Creed, but you you'll fucking <laughs> jam out to some Creed. Yeah, at a moment's notice. <laughs> if you're sitting in a fucking Chili's and they're playing higher by Creed, <laughs> you're, you're not gonna not join in. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway. So let's talk about this song. Let's talk about the 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 track. So uh, the song um, describes. This is what the the about section of the song on a uh, um, uh, genius says. This song describes what it feels like to be high with a significant other. Um, it was the first song written after the group decided to scrap Cricket and Clover, which was meant to be their sophomore album. The cover art disappointed fans due to the absence of the exclamation point after Panic, but the punctuation was brought back for the next album, as we know. So forget this. Um, the song was certified. So we said it was double platinum um, yep. by the RAA. It was certified double platinum on February 26, 2018. So it's almost almost 10 years or a little bit more than 10 years after it released. Um, That's it was wild. Certified double, du- double platinum. Wow. Um, a, lot of, a lot of old Panic fans there. Yeah. I, so I know we'll discuss oh yeah, it, but, but Cricket and Clover really just grinds my gears because I just want to say Crimson and Clover <laughs> over and over. <laughs> we might do a little mini mini episode um, about it. We, we're, we're gonna, we, we have some like... Um, so I, here's the thing. So if you didn't know this, so you can go on Spotify and listen to this podcast. Um, it's, it's, it's on Apple music. It's everywhere else that podcasts are sold. Um, but um, um, you can actually, if you're, cause we, we host it on anchor, which is a Spotify product and you can go on Spotify and um, on each episode, you can like leave comments and like, people can like go in and we, we got a couple of those. So we'll cricket and Clover was brought up in one of those comments. So we will talk about that at the end of the episode. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, that'll be, that'll be fun. I can't wait to actually like get into the engagement. Yeah. We finally have engagement. What what the fuck? We have Um, engagers. Engagers. Um, so the first thing we'll talk about here. So, so the song starts out, There's a there's a verified annotation by Panic at the Disco here, verified. done seven years done seven years ago. Verified, um, 
We'd been living, this is from uh, Mr. Brendan Urie himself. We'd been living for two months in this cabin, about 45 minutes outside of Vegas up in Mount Charleston. We rented it after being on tour for almost two years straight. We were just like tired. We wanted to get away and write a record, just isolate ourselves from any society. We ended up going crazy. We ended up partying by ourselves up in this cabin, which was supposedly haunted. Just a bunch of guys on psychedelics. Nice. So, so out here, they're... There, he's here admitting they were taking fucking shrooms or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they literally outdrugged. They outdrugged cabin fever. <laughs> right, exactly. I will say somebody, somebody, a, a user on Genius commented on this annotation with three years ago, um, nice. which, uh, which, if you're counting, is four years after this annotation was posted. Um, simply, yes. Um, (laughs) Thanks. Great input. It also has seven thumbs up. So people really like it. I love it. Oh man. So let's, let's talk about this, this first. (laughs) What's, what's sexy. I just, you know, the, the delay in time. I I hope Brendan Urie comes back in another eight years and he's like, I know. (laughs) Right. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, so back to the street where we began feeling as good as leverage can you know yeah mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's such a steady intro like that that good old goddamn piano in there just brings you right in yeah it's just i do like i do like it's just it's just like because that's the thing is if you think about this song um especially as a departure from everything that like the piano, like obviously there's piano in, there's a lot of piano in fever, right? Sure. But when you hear the piano at the beginning of nine in the afternoon, you immediately know it's a different piano. Like, yes. It different. has this, this piano has much more levity than anything. Yeah. It's lighter. It's, fr- it's friendlier. It's less grimy. Like, um, yeah. Hang on. I'm my, my trackpad is not tracking correctly because we didn't touch the categories on this one. We're kind of out of order here. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, you're right. Yeah. So uh, pop rock, folk pop, folk, sorry, I'm an idiot. Uh, folk rock, <laughs> pop rock and Baroque pop. Like this doesn't this feel w- baroque no, I, I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's just on there like lingering because it's Panic of the Disco. Yeah, that's almost the assumption that could be made because this. Because I'd give Baroque pop to Vices for sure. Yes. But there's nothing, there is nothing about Pretty Odd that feels Baroque pop to yeah, me at all. Yeah, no. Vices can paint a Rembrandt. Fucking yeah. like Pretty Odd cannot, does not paint Rembrandt for me. <laughs> no. Like folk rock? Yeah. Sure. That yeah. that tracks to me. Pop, yeah. I get it. Uh, but like Baroque, I, it might just be a holdover from a from a different time. Um but yeah, it's just kind of like it's just it's the first so based on based on what I've read here, apparently, I don't know who I don't know who uh uh ooh, sorry, I just got distracted because um Underneath the geni- the about section in genius annotations, right at the, like right below the lyrics, there's a thumbs up, thumbs down. There's a comments, and there's a share, and then there's a little lightning bolt, 
that I've never really noticed before. And I hovered over it and it said, Pyong this to promote oh, to your genius oh followers. Yeah. P Y O N G in all caps. That's but lightning bolt means you can, you can, you can Pyong it to people. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I don't know if I like that. No. Uh, so genius has ran out of Korea. Yeah. Just sharing this straight to Pyongyang. <laughs> Got it. Um, so, so the idea here then based on this Pyong note is that, yeah. um, um, it describes what it feels like to be high with a significant other. Um, so Which I would have literally never tracked regardless of how obvious it is. I, yeah, I don't think I would have either until I read that. That's like, I don't, I don't know how so, much I vibe with that reading of it. Right. It almost just, those just struck me as strange love lyrics, not, not drug lyrics. Right. Well, think about, well, think about like, if I'm thinking about how the first verse is structured, you know, we're going, go back to the streets where we began feeling like they're going back to their roots. They're tearing everything down. I feel this feels like it's about them as like going through a process more than it's more than it's about lovers, like actual lovers. Right. Being high with a lover. Right. Yeah. Because it's like the annotation said, right? Like the, the, the official annotation we went to this cabin. We ended up going crazy. We just we were tired. We wanted to get away from it all. We're going back to our roots. We feel good about it. We're feeling great, right? Um, and then it gets to the picking up things part, where it's just like, I don't know. That feels like they got in their heads about like how they were perceived after the first. Album. Yes, yeah. They they took those reviews and probably hit them a little bit, and yeah. I mean they. I'm sure based off some reviews, obviously, of A Fever You Can't Sweat Out, where they would have seen that mm-hmm. that would have been their first and possibly last album if they chose to right. just take criticism at face value and not continue. Well, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. We shouldn't, we should, like, we shouldn't be reading these reviews. We shouldn't be taking this in. But because we are, it feels like everything's over. It's the end of history, as we know. Like, that's what that feels like to me. It doesn't feel like an allegory for, I mean, I guess maybe it could if you really, really squint at it, but it doesn't feel like an allegory for something. It feels like they're talking about themselves. I'm I'm sure the more you get into the pre-chorus, which is a fucking term I cannot stand, and then into the chorus itself, it's like, all right, yeah, sure, (laughs) that's that's where the drugs come in. Yeah, you're going to pre, you're going to, you're going to pre, dude? yeah. Pre-course. I don't understand why. Okay. Maybe a little pre pre a little pre-pre there. A little bit of a little bit of the pre. Um, I don't understand. So so I don't understand because we've we've done this show for enough episodes where we've read enough lyrics that we've seen the term pre-chorus and bridge used in the same song. And I don't know what the difference between a pre-chorus and a bridge is because what this pre-chorus is feels like what a bridge is. Yes. A like pre-chorus, a pre-chorus like this is just a bridge. Let's do this. A pre-chorus yeah. is a short section that takes place, you guessed it, right before the chorus of a song. Well, that doesn't explain no why, fucko. The purpose. <laughs> The purpose of a pre-chorus is to create a more seamless transition from the preceding section, most often the song's verse, That's to the what chorus. A fucking 
what, bridge what is. What the fuck? What is a bridge? Okay, in a song? I guess here, I guess this. here is the main difference between a pre-chorus and a bridge is that a bridge can be placed anywhere in a song, and a pre-chorus specifically precedes the chorus. Well, you know what? We all blame Timbaland for knowing what the hell a bridge is, anyways. So. A bridge usually comes after the second chorus. Its main purpose is to provide a diversion from the verse and chorus melodies that have happened each happen twice. Yeah. After a second chorus, your choices are usually to either end the song or do something different. So a bridge is designed to um, allow you to do something different. Whereas a pre-chorus is just that, but before a chorus, I guess. Either way, pre-chorus is a dumb term. Yeah, I don't like it. There's... How about 13 different examples of bridges? I I don't really. I would not. Connecting the UCA. Kind of just looking through here. I wouldn't resonate with any bridges as an obvious bridge in any of these songs. So. I don't want to spend any more time on this. It sucks. I don't don't (laughs) like it. And if we're going to see this more this season, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. Especially when we come it. to we're, one that's 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 got both. Because, like you said, we have we've already seen it. We're inevitably going to come to it again. We're not music theorists. We don't know anything about music. We're just fucking laymen doing our fucking best. Okay, just ranting God. about pre bridges. Fuck any pre bridges. Anyway, to kind of tie it back into the pre chorus. Um, so the pre chorus starts. <laughs> Like this, and this is why I this is why I believe in the reading of it being about their like experience. Drugs, drugs. Um, no, so again, they went back to the streets. They felt good. Now they're here. track of time where they can just melt into the 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 experience and and do their best work which has another uh annotation from brendan this line here well in um, reading it i'm already frustrated with how genius has handled this song oh okay well let me read this and then and then we'll we'll, we'll talk about it um why you're frustrated because that's nothing new. Um, and we talked about this, but Brendan is confirming it. The title came from our drummer, Spencer Smith. We were high and he was like, yeah, I don't know what time it is, but it feels like nine in the afternoon, seven, apparently, according to. And we just thought that was hilarious. And after cracking up for 20 minutes, that became the hook for this song. Um, the three, people have, three people have pyonged it. Pyong. Pyonged. Um, and then one person commented, back to the streets where we three began also ago. three years ago what is what is up what is up with these people they're four Did year people gaps. not listen to panic at the disco before three years ago i guess not yeah the um, fucking hook of the song not uh-huh. the pre-chorus not the bridge <sighs> so hold on well now we're do now we're fucking now you've you've done it you've done what it again what is a hook uh, a chorus okay. pirates have on their hand. A chorus is usually preceded by or followed by a verse or a bridge. Hooks, on the other hand, can be just about anywhere. Oh, I don't care. Actually, I realized after I started reading it that I don't care. No. Um, if you want to know yeah. about a hook, 
watch the Steven Spielberg movie. It is much longer than you thought it was when you were seven years old. What? When's the last? Have you ever, have you not watched Hook? Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, no, the reason why I said what is because literally, and I, <laughs> I my ears just turned off. I heard nothing. <laughs> I heard I you were heard talking n- and chose to stop listening. I, that, I think my brain just did. I think my brain just said, nope, I don't want to talk hear him anymore. He what did you say Steven about Spielberg. Hook? It's, it's, lo- it's a lot longer than it felt like when you were like seven years old. Yeah. The yes, movie is okay. two hours and 20 minutes fucking long. And when you're a that's, kid, you're like, this is an hour long. It's gone. Yeah. No, two that's, hours honestly, and 20 fucking minutes. That's a real, that's a really long movie for that yes. time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really long movie for that time. Wow. Um, Rufio. um, anyway, so, so let's go to this next part. Um, so we talked about the into the room where it's nine in the afternoon part. And we know that it could be, we know that it should, we know that you feel it too. Um, they just want everybody to get high. They do, honestly, because it's just like nine in the afternoon isn't a real time. That's a no. silly time. But if you just believe in it, you know, if you just kind of get to a place where where you, you feel good, nine in the afternoon can be all the time. Well, here's you know? a pedantic question. Can you sure. have nine o'clock in the evening? Or can it well, so specifically talking, only be nine o'clock at night? If we're talking about strict li- the strict linearity of time, and time is a fucking circle, so it doesn't actually matter. But it's a flat circle. Um, that's why you don't see uh, rectangular clocks. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> markedly untrue. I've seen rectangular shapes. Um, uh, you have the hours. <sighs> It's weird, right? Because you can have, you can have. uh, Yeah, I fucked up. So the hours of midnight to um, 11 a.m. Yeah. Can be, can be morning. Morning. Right? Yeah. But here's, but here's the thing. Midnight to like say, say about three or four three or four in the morning can also be night so yeah. it can be one in the morning or one at night yeah right but then once you hit like five in the morning that's officially morning so like five in the morning through 11 in the morning is morning yes then you've got 12 to about i get so 12 to like seven four yeah okay I wouldn't would call it five, no. five. I would say five at the latest is afternoon. Afternoon. At the latest. Okay. Right? But I think five you can say is either afternoon or evening. Yeah. Then you've got you've got from like five to like eight. Eight is like the barrier for evening. Yeah. Like seven thirty-ish. Yeah. 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 And then and then eight to like eight to eight to like eleven fifty-nine is night. Yes. Does yes. that feel good? Does that feel like yeah. a good? Uh, I don't like it, but yeah, it? It, I think it. No, yeah, I don't like works. it either. Like it, I guess that, that it's, it doesn't feel good, but it feels no. correct. Because like when I, I usually work until like five o'clock. So when I'm talking to somebody the next morning, I'm like, when I left last night, and yeah, I, I think about it for a second. Like it's, it wasn't, it wasn't nighttime. No, it was. It evening. wasn't rightfully night. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, like you it said, hadn't earned, it hadn't earned the night the title of night yet. No. And like you said, five o'clock in the morning works. Usually when your grandpa is having breakfast, it's probably. Yeah. 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 Anytime, anytime an elderly person, uh, the, the, I, I would say, here's what I'll say about when the threshold for, for uh, night and morning is when you can't, when you no longer acceptably call an AM night. Yes. When, if, if a grandparent or an elderly person will wake up at that time to eat breakfast and read the newspaper, yeah. that's officially morning. You're not allowed to call at night anymore. When the old people start to gather at McDonald's, you have officially moved into morning. Exactly. Yes. Which is usually like 5 a.m. is usually the threshold. For yes. That. So. We have, we've cracked the code. We've cracked time. We've cracked the code. We've cracked time. Time is... <laughs> Time can now we cease. Are, we, are, we, are, we are masters of time. <laughs> oh, man. So let's get into this chorus, please. Finally. Um, so, so it starts off with... And your eyes are the size of the moon. You cook as you can, so you do. We're feeling so good just the way that we do when it's not in the afternoon. So about this line, Brennan says, after the cabin, by the way, there's no Pyongs or comments on this one. Um, after the cabin, we went back down to the practice space where we wrote our first record, this place called TK Productions. The street was Desert Inn Drive and Valley View. We were red. We were really high on mushrooms. He's really just going all honest here. Oh, we yeah. were really high on mushrooms. We locked ourselves in the studio. Everybody was staring at everybody else. Like, are you okay, man? We still felt a sense of togetherness. We started to feel like we are friends again. Oof. Well, Oof. that goes that away pretty quickly, age, doesn't it? Aged poorly. Yeah. When when the drugs wear off, we realize we actually don't like doing this with one another. Hmm. But I think. But I think it, it kind of informs like like. They go into they they lock themselves in the studio. They're checking on each other. They feel like they're being friends again. Their eyes are wide. They're they're open. They're ready for new experiences. Yeah. And then it kind of feeds into the next part. You could, because you can, so you do. Yeah. And because they feel like like they knew they could they knew they could get come together and make this new new vibe and make this new thing and still continue as a band and still do what they're doing at a high level. Right. They could, they because they could because they can, so they did it, and yeah. and, and they and feel they're feeling good. so good, just the way that they yeah. do. Yeah, they're high as fuck. It's nine yeah. in the afternoon for them. They feel great. They feel great. They don't have to. They don't have to like. They don't have to like sit there and overthink what they're doing. They just have to fucking vibe, and that rules. Yeah, that it's rules. a hell of a way to write a record in two thousand eight. It's a hell of a way to do anything. Well, you know what I mean. True. Like yeah. it's a hell of a way to do it. I mean, like there are certain things maybe you shouldn't do that with. Like if you're like an airline pilot or like a firefighter, maybe don't do that. But like most things in life are not as important as that. You can just do it. You can just vibe and do a thing. And that's I awesome. Never seen that as a conundrum before in my life. What would be worse? A, a firefighter or a pilot that's high on mushrooms. Oh, God. oh, it depends on this. It depends on the scenario it because depends here's on the thing. how bad the fire is. Yeah. I was going to say it depends on it. Cause if, if, if it's not that bad of a fire, then the loss of life is way, way less significant. Yes. Right. Fucking 
58 souls on board if you have. But I don't even know if I'd want to like go get a cat out of a tree at that point. No, no, because I'd fall out of the tree. Exactly. Or like, or I'd like eat the cat <laughs> or something. You know what Otherwise, I mean? Otherwise, like the, something. Yeah. Yeah. The, something the, about that scenario is not going well. No. Like you said, it would be a person or a feline falling out of a tree. <laughs> or both, if you're lucky. Yeah. Or, you know, the pilot would be, you know, yeeting the entire plane into a mountainside. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Uh, we're just uh, going to get a little bit closer so you can see this uh, mountainside here. And, uh, oh, my God! <laughs> if you look out to your left, you can see we're about to burn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, pilot, engage. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so we move into verse two. Back to the street, down to our feet, losing the feeling of feeling unique. Do you know what I mean? Back to the place where we used to say, man, it feels good to feel this way. Now I know what I mean. Back to the street, back to the place, back to the room where it all began. Back to the room where it all began. Cause it's not in the and I think I do know what he means. A little bit, but they're like they're completely shifting everything here. So yeah. I can maybe see coming off of fever when they're in the height of like emo insurgency, I guess, maybe. <laughs> but yeah. then they took a little break, came back, and they made something different from that. This isn't a fucking emo album. No. Like well, I guess it is, but it would be hard. You can't stack this against others of the era and say, look at why this is. Yeah, I I kind of have a different read on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, lay it on. <laughs> so, so if you think about, like, if, if we're taking this song to be about, like, their process and, like, what they were doing and writing this album and going just fucking going for it, um, think about, like, they like they now he's very they have very openly talked about the drugs they were on and think about like how psychedelics like things like LSD and things like that affect the ego. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you it completely melts your ego away. And if we're talking about like if we're talking about four dudes who are hanging out together and feeling like they're friends again and just collaborating on this new thing you know, part of like, they, they kind of have to lose the ego and like kind of melt into each other in a way. And so they're back to the street and like all up and down they're they're losing that they're losing their ego. They're, they're kind of losing the feeling of feeling unique. They're losing they're they're, they're working together. They are one yeah. like, kind of individual person at go. this point. Right. I like that. I like it. Yeah. Well, and you, I, I think it's kind of interesting that they keep saying just back to the street, like knowing that a lot of this mm-hmm. was obviously just done in a cabin while the yeah. last, the last album feels so fucking Vegas. Yeah. And this one is clearly not. So they just keep saying yeah. you know, back to the street, back to the place, back to the room. It's like, but it wasn't, it was different. Yeah. 
Well, and, and that's the thing is too, is like they, you know, they go back to this place. It feels good to feel this way. And it's like that kind of like, oh shit, like the oh shit moment they had when they were running. It was like, wow, wow, this feels good to be here. And this is why we're doing this. And this is why we're here. Yeah. You'd almost, you could almost imagine them like verse two was written inside of the recording studio itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, they have these like experiences up in the cabin and then they get to this point. It's like, shit, we're in this place where we did this thing and we're doing it differently. And yeah. now I know what it means to feel like this. This is, this feels good. I like it. I like they, it too. They left the, the Nevada jungle to the concrete jungle also in Nevada. Yeah. Um, uh, guitarist, uh, George Amadeus Ross third. Uh, this is the first song we wrote. It's a song we all wrote together. It's basically about our situation for the past few years. Just kind of looking at it all in a good way and as a positive thing. It's one of the most straightforward songs we've ever had lyrically. We wanted to have a song people could just get on the first listen. It was one of those spur of the moment songs that came together in a couple of hours. It's just a fun song. It's not really meant to be taken seriously. But did everybody get it? Did we all get the drugs? Well, very clearly first? we didn't all we didn't all get it because genius seems to think it's about the feeling of being high with a significant other. So yeah. I don't think everybody did get it. Well, unless they're all each other's significant others, which is a, a way of life. It is a way of life. It is a distinct possibility. Many, many teenage girls from the mid 2000s would agree with you. Because if you hit some of these comments, one of them is, I thought this song was nostalgic and sentimental, but nope, it turns out they were just high. I mean, but that's the thing is like they were high, but it also, but like it is nostalgic it is, and sentimental. Yeah, that's the, that's the fucking point. Sentimental. They got high and they reached peak nostalgic and sentimental. Like that's yeah. exactly what it is. Uh, let's see. We've got another one. one. Like, they were high on mushrooms, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of of course, they were high. What was I expecting? This is panic we're talking about anyway. And here I thought they were reminiscing or maybe being sentimental. But no, they were this, high. Why this am I com- not surprised? God. This comment section is making me so mad because everybody's like, uh, uh. They can't be like, you can't reminisce and be sentimental when you're right. high. Clearly, yeah, like, that's on. not, that's not. Like, chill the fuck out, these people from four name, or five years ago. Name one time, aside from, I guess, bad times, that you have been high and not felt reminiscent or nostalgic or fucking sentimental. Like, you'll love your goddamn blanket if you have to by the end of the night. Yeah. It's literally just, it's just, it's about, again, it's about them getting high and, and being sentimental about and nostalgic about themselves. I mean, that's all yeah. it is. I mean, let it's them, just, yeah. this is them, this is them reminiscing on their moment that came before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, like we said earlier, like they, they could have chosen to not come back. They said, fuck that. Yeah. We're going to do it and we're going to do it completely different in a different, in a different way that feels more us, you know? Right. So the song, um, it leads itself into the next chorus, the final chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, dare I say so far off to a good start of not so much repetition. You say as the last chorus is literally just repetition until the song's over. Okay. But it's not like here's it's no, I get it. I get what you're saying. Here's your pre-chorus. Here's your pre-pre-chorus. Here's the post-chorus and the chorus after that. And verse two, which is actually the verse one with the chorus (sighs) in it. 
they're not interpolating their own songs as bad. Damn it. Um, I, I'll, I'll give, I'll give you that. I will say, yeah, you're right. I think overall, and again, I hope we don't make fools of ourselves like we did with the last one, but overall, I think pretty odd is much less, way less repetitious yes. than, than, uh, fever is, but well, and it probably helps um, that they have a lot more shorter songs on this album. Yeah. A lot of this, like on average, much shorter tracks. They don't have to fill as much time. Yeah, um, which you'd almost have to imagine if they maybe cut some of the songs mm-hmm. on Fever in half and split them in half. Like, took half of the songs on Fever, split them in half. Could they have made anything with those halves like they do here? Yeah. Um, there's 15 songs on this album. 11 of them, 11 of them are sub four minutes. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, let's see. One, two... Four of them are sub three minutes, so right. it's 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 a it's a much shorter overall uh, record, and the songs are much shorter overall. So, um, but yeah, right. it's still right. it's it's a it's a good song. Instantly ate some of these words looking ahead, but we'll we'll get there when we get again. There. We always we need to just stop declaring things without going into it. You know what I mean? We're just. We're just a bunch of fucking losers. Um, I'm going to declare this because nobody else has before me. Life is a highway. And I'm going to ride it all night long. That's a, yeah, that's a very, that's a unique platitude I've never heard before in my life. Congratulations. You did it. Um, Did we do credits? I I feel like we we didn't, but we didn't do credits with the fucking same as, as I looked at them. They're the fucking same as, uh, uh, goddamn, we're so starving. So I'm not reading them again. Nope. Um, weirdly enough, and this this is actually surprising to me. There's no interpolations or uh, samples. Yeah, that is interesting. Listed. This is just I would the one that, that everybody ignored. I guess I would think that this is this is one I just looked. Um, I'm looking. Uh, yeah, I wonder if people. I mean, people just maybe. I don't know. Maybe maybe pretty odd is just not as sampleable as Fever is. Uh, I think I would agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree with that too. You'd have to, you'd have to pick a very specific moment from a very <laughs> specific song. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what either are. So cool. Maybe, maybe that'll be a little game for us as we play, as we listen and record this stuff. We'll, we'll think about that and see what, would, see what would work. Yeah. We'll interplay. I'm friends with, I'm friends with that. Me. You know, I'm friends with a house DJ. Maybe I'll have him like analyze the record and be like, what could you sample from this track and <laughs> this record? Yeah. <laughs> Put this in with um, Miss New Booty, please. Please, please and thank you. Um yeah, that's it. Uh we we Wait. did it. We what? We did do it, but we did also comment earlier that we were that we would read <gasps> some replies. You have to fucking let me get like you have to fucking let me get there. Gosh, you were winding down. I was winding up. I was winding the ep- like the song down. Uh I'm retiring. Bro, good. Fucking good. You gotta like let the moments breathe. You know what I'm saying? Sam and his Adams. You never you never let the okay. You never let the moments breathe. That's all I'm saying. Um I'm not here to ruminate. Well, you maybe you should be. Maybe you should, maybe you should be here to stop, collaborate, and listen. Right? Back with his brand new invention. Yeah, I guess so. If, Something if, uh, pulling you tightly. <laughs> if if uh, uh, 
scholar of our time, Vanilla Ice is to be believed. Yeah. Yes. Um, so here's what I'm going to have you do, because I do not know you're the, you've been keeping more track of anchor than I have. So while I talk about the, um, the one written review we have, um, in, uh, in Apple podcasts, you pull up the anchor, um, the anchor comments and we'll talk about those in here in a second. Okay. Yes. Can you, can you do that? I'm trying to think. Can I trust you with this? Can I trust you with this task? Uh, I don't know why you trust me with anything. Let's just be. I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. But there are mistakes being made every moment. You let something fall into my hands. (sighs) Like brother, now where I have to find where I sent it to you. Okay, so first comment that I can come up with. An evening with Panic at the Disco. Mm-hmm. What did you think about this episode? Ghostly Casp mm-hmm. with a very classy picture of a kitty cat commented, yeah. "Do you guys have plans to talk about cricket and clover? I'd love a mini sode for your opinion and everything." Smiley face. Love your podcast. Oh, thanks, Ghostly Cap. Um, yeah, we'll do a mini sode on cricket. Yeah, and clover. I think we we kind of even answered that already. And then yeah, we we talked about it briefly um, earlier. As I cricket and clover is one of those things that I actually so shockingly have not like done a lot of diving into. Sure. So I would love to take a episode, take a beat to like sit down and actually like look at that. And then let's look. Also, ghostly cast, There's- ghostly casp on the ranking episode. Uh, definitely made me cry, both happy and sad tears, because it was, mm-hmm. I adore this podcast. It's so fun to hear an analysis of my favorite guilty pleasure band. Gotta mm-hmm. agree more with Sam's rating, but all the songs are bops. So, You're goddamn right you do. I really like this person, but I they might catch some hands. I'll defend them. I'll defend them. They, ghostly cast, they cannot hurt you. Adam can't. cannot hurt you. I can't throw Adam. Adam is Adam is powerless in the face of who I am. Um, <laughs> we do have we do have one five star review on uh, Apple Podcasts, which is really nice. Um, the headline here is "Great Podcast Five Stars." I love this podcast. I've been a fan of Sam since the Metal Gear Mondays days. Um, he and Adam, who is equally awesome, are both, that's a lie. Um, he and Adam, who is also equally awesome, are both hilarious to listen to together here. (laughs) I've never been too big on Panic at the Disco as a band, but mainly because I've never given them or rather quote him, Brendan, a chance. I've since checked out the first album and I'll say it's not my first choice of music, but I can appreciate it for what it is as an art style. Thanks to you guys. Adam and Sam have a great, have great deep dives into Panic at the Disco's music track by track as they explore each album as well as having many side tangents and stories both hilarious and serious keep up the great work guys looking forward to diving into future albums and songs as they as the time comes thanks to you both for making my tuesday that much more awesome as it makes the workday go by that much easier thanks again jess with two uh rock on hand emojis there thank you jess i appreciate you as always um lovely yeah i love it we, we I love have, it. We have people that listen. 
we have at least two individual discrete people who yeah. listen to our podcast. And clearly on two separate platforms as well. Yeah, right. Exactly. We've got a Spotify and we've got an Apple podcast, which makes, which makes it all worth it. Um, here's something I don't think we've, we've talked about um, in, a, in a while, but you can listen to the, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you found a place to listen to it. And that's, you know, that's, that's fine. Um, but you can see all the places. If you go to anchor.fm slash at the disco, which I'm shocked that we were able to grab that. uh, Nobody's going to fight us now. Nobody's going to fight us now. Um, obviously we're on Spotify and Apple podcasts where everybody's on, but we're also on Amazon music. We're on Google podcasts, iHeartRadio, overcast pocket casts, and you can just copy an RSS feed too. If you just want to listen to it in a web browser, like a fucking, uh, serial Psychopath. killer. Um, you can catch yeah. us on the same place that you listen to Elvis and the Durant <laughs> and, and the Durant. Elvis and the Durants, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, fun anyway, fact for the then, podcast. Let's just let's just yeah. lay this one out here so it can maybe get some love this coming holiday season. But feels like Christmas is the least listened to episode, and yeah, more people Which need I to deal with not. that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I think I think they're smarter. They're pretty. Probably. They're pretty smart too. <laughs> they're pretty smart to not listen but, to feels like Christmas. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have listened to "Feels Like Christmas" if I wasn't doing a fucking podcast about Panic of the Disco. I'll tell you that much. No, no, I would have never. No, That's, no, no. That just sounds bad. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> anyway, thank you all so much for tuning in, joining up, listening in, leaving your comments, doing your thing. Really appreciated it. Really appreciated it. Do the reviews. Comment on the Spotify things. Leave reviews on Apple Podcasts. We will talk about them on the show because yeah. we are attention whores. Um, and that's it. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. I think that's become our de facto outro. I think that we finally found one. I think we yeah, I like it. it. It's solid. I like it. Cool. Let's know we appreciate them. Yeah. <laughs>